Hello, I'm Evan Brand, functional medicine practitioner and nutritional therapist. Welcome back to the show. Today is a fun chat with my buddy, Dr. Justin, and I as we dive in. This is actually, so here's the cool thing that we're doing. You've heard the term work smarter, not harder. Well, that's what we're doing is, for one, we love the interaction of live, and then two, we can use the audio recording to make a super high quality recording of our show where we're answering live questions. And that's what we're doing right now as we're going to discuss SIBO and CFO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and something far less discussed called small intestinal fungal overgrowth. You can actually have candida come upstream into the small intestine, which is generally going to cause more symptoms like bloating and digestive issues, gas, possibly burping, the thrush on the tongue, things like that. We're going to dive into that and then, of course, answer your all's questions about this. Uh, Before we do that, I'll just give a quick mention. If you would like to schedule a consult with me to discuss your health symptoms and goals, I do work with people worldwide via phone and Skype consult. You can check my calendar, learn more about me, stalk me, study me. You probably already know more than anybody else in the world about me if you listen to my show regularly, so congratulations. And check it out, evanbrand.com, E-V-A-N, brand.com. That's my site. Let's get into the show. And if you don't make it till the end, make sure you go to the end because I did like a little fun rant just now at the end of the show and a, a very inspiring message that you'll need. But listen to this first. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Dr. J here in the house with Evan Brand. We are here to serve. Evan, what's cooking, man? Hey, uh, not too much is cooking, but I'm drinking some apple cider vinegar drink, good old Bragg's uh, with some cinnamon, so that's good. This is a good like tummy tonic, and there's a, a small amount of sugar in here, but hey, I've got some stevia extract in here, some ACV, some little bit of apple juice. I could probably make this myself, but it's so convenient for two bucks to go buy one of these and just have a nice little tonic. I know, totally. It's just the convenience aspect is really nice. I like the lime one. The lime one's really good, too, because it's only sweetened with stevia. Oh, that one doesn't have sugar. Yeah, that one's a good one. Oh, love yeah, it. I didn't know that existed. I know, man. Well, now I did you know. an interview. Uh, so I did an interview this morning uh, with my, uh, my for my summit, and it was all about CFO. So I figured maybe we could chat about that, like small intestinal fungal overgrowth and what we're seeing. You know, SIBO is like such a hot topic, but people aren't really talking about SIFO and you and I are seeing so many people every week. I'd say it's what, 90% of the people have a yeast overgrowth? Yeah, I think when we look at yeast, for instance, you know, we do a typical SIBO test, which looks at methane and hydrogen gases, which are, you know, you give a sugar solution via lactulose to the person and that sugar is undigestible to the body except certain bacteria that are dysbiotic. And when those bacteria eat that lactulose solution, they spit off methane or hydrogen gases, depending on what, what bacteria they are. And that hydrogen can either disrupt and cause diarrhea or increase motility, or it can cause decreased motility via methane. So of course, we see it with various gases indirectly. We don't know the exact bacteria, but we know that those gases are there because the exhaust created by it. It's kind of like you, you don't know a car's in the garage if it's not there, but if you smell the exhaust that it left a minute ago, you can kind of tell, right? So it's kind of like that. And of course, people can have or patients can have symptoms in their gut via fungal overgrowth. And symptoms can overlap pretty well. So you may have a fungal overgrowth or something else happening. And you may think it's a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You may come back on the test with nothing in that area, but we may do other testing that shows a fungal overgrowth is present. So SIFO is definitely an issue. 
Yeah. So let's let's go through symptoms a bit. What does somebody know if or expect if they have SIBO or SIFO? It's going to be the bloating, could be fatigue, could be anxiety, could be brain fog, uh, could be food cravings, sugar cravings could be possible. Uh, I mentioned the mood issues like anxiety because most people don't think about it gut being a cause of anxiety, but it is. And when I had gut issues, I had anxiety, I lost weight, I had brain fog, I had fatigue, and it was all because of my infections. 100%. And a lot of people who have gut issues, right, they're going to have a lot of mood issues or energy issues too. It's very rare that someone only has gut issues. Like they could have diarrhea, bloating, or gas, or indigestion, or GERD, or acid reflux, or gastroparesis where their food just sits in your tummy for a long time. But it's very possible that you could just have mood issues. Uh, Brain fog. With fungus, it's common to have joint pain. It's common to have brain fog. It's even common to have anxiety too. Um, The yeast kind of metabolic byproducts in the gut. Um, when they're metabolized, they can spit off acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde can then create a compound called cell solidol. Cell solidol can create apoptosis in the midbrain where it, it can actually kill off some of the um, substantia nigra cells that produce dopamine. So, of course, you know, chronic yeast issues, severe yeast issues, but could potentially create more neurological issues due to all the toxic byproducts. That's a trip. Now, I know Saccharomyces boulardii, we talk about it, we use it. I've heard that Saccharomyces could do two things. Maybe you could elaborate on this a bit. I've heard that Saccharomyces is, one, going to help to crowd out the yeast, but it can also kill the toxins that Candida is producing. Can you speak on that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeast, Candida can also produce, or as a byproduct, they're going to produce mycotoxins, right? And these toxic byproducts can disrupt digestion. Um, They're also, you know, acid aldehydes, a stressor that's produced by the Candida that I mentioned earlier. And Candida is one type of yeast. You know, you could have, you know, the Rhodotirola species, the, the typical Candida albicans. That's the Candida that everyone refers to. You have the Geotrichum, you have... Um, these species as well. So of course, these things can cause similar symptoms as SIBO and they can create toxic load because of how it disrupts toxicity, how it disrupts um, digestion. You need nutrients to run our detox pathways. It can create these mycotoxins, which then have to be processed by our detoxification system as well. And of course, it can stress out the immune system because 80% of our immune cells live in our gut and it can create more permeability with the gut, i.e. leaky gut, which then gets the immune system fired up, which is kind of like leaving uh, the faucet on in your guest bedroom that you never go into and then your water bill sky high that month. Yep, well said. So let's talk about treatment a bit. I mean, some of the options that we use, conventional docs. Maybe let's chat about that first. I mean, we always go straight to the functional medicine piece and assume that people understand that, but I don't think many people understand what and how poorly conventional medicine treats candida and bacterial overgrowth type issues? Well, most of the time, conventional medicine is going to you know, typically laugh at your face when you talk about candida. And unless you have, number one, you have some type of skin-oriented rash like a tinea versicolor or some kind of subhoraic dermatitis that's apparent on the skin, right? It's like it's there, you can see it. It's apparent and they'll recommend some kind of antifungal cream and they won't ever look deeper in the gut, which tends to be the root of where it comes from. Or there's like a vaginal yeast infection or there's some kind of thrush where there's a white coating around your mouth or tongue. So unless you have those two or three things, for the most part, it's not going to be picked up. 
And candida, like we mentioned, can create a whole host of issues, fatigue, mood. It can create things that are non-digestive. It can create things that are digestive that I already mentioned. And if you go into your conventional medical doctor, it's typically not going to be picked up. We can even see it via antibodies too. So sometimes people will do a stool test, but we'll actually see the candida via the antibodies. It's hard to pick up. So we'll always use clinical symptoms too. Oh, the other one was a fungal toe, fungal toenail. Like a yellow kind of thick and discolored toenail. That'd be the the fourth one. Mouth, what about vaginal. on the fingers too? I've seen people with like a a yellow nail where it's yeah, like falling. It's the same off. thing, it's right? Like, Good lord. Toenail and fingernail is the same kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That thickened type of fungal thing. So we have it on the nails, on the skin, um, typically on the mouth, and then typically vaginal. And let's say number five would be kind of like a. Um, subhoraic dermatitis or like a cradle cap or like a dandruff. It's kind of in that same fungal category. So five big ones, hair, mouth, vaginal, skin, nails, toe or finger. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, UTIs for a bit. Now, when you hear about a urinary tract infection, a lot of times this is affecting women. Is that bacteria plus candida? Typically, it depends. Typically, it's going to be bacteria. The, The number one way you can figure it out, is typically bacterial vaginosis will have kind of a fishy odor to it. So it's going to smell a little bit fishy. And, and women know it's like, it's, it's like, okay, it's apparent something's going on down there. Yeast infection typically is not going to smell like that. It may smell a little bit yeasty, almost like a brewery kind of smell, but it's not going to have that kind of fishy odor smell. That's the number one. Both are going to have discharge. Both are going to have discharge, typically like, you know, a, kind of a cottage cheesy kind of film. Um, you know, we're getting pretty graphic here, but hey, this is this is what we do all week long. So, of course, that's the big way. Uh, and then a, typically your UTI is going to affect primarily the urinary tract, right? Bacterial vaginosis involves more the, the Gardnerella bacteria. Uh, the UTI is more going to be the E. coli bacteria. And then, of course, yeast is going to be more like your Candida albicans kind of thing. So, of course, like... If it's a UTI, you know, you tend to feel it tends to hurt more when you pee, a little bit maybe pain or stinginess when you pee. Bacterial vaginosis, probably not as much, maybe just itchy. And I think the big, you know, dividing factor would probably be the odor as how you would know. And of course, you can get a culture, you can get a culture, right? If you go see your doc, they may do a culture, but in terms of treatment for bacterial vaginosis, we may do kind of an herbal formula mixed with apple cider vinegar. And we may get like a douche applicator and flush that area out for a week or two. And then we may throw some probiotics in internally via the mouth and intravaginally to help shift the pH. Typically getting a more acidic pH makes it harder for that bacteria to grow. Obviously cutting out the refined sugar and the junkier food too. With yeast, similar thing. We have some boric acid or suppositories that we'll use as well to help. We'll also get the probiotics going and cut out the refined sugar. And then for... Uh, UTI stuff, we'll typically use some silver. We can use some D-mannose powder. We can use uva ursi herbs. Um, we can do apple cider vinegar, lemon juice. These are all really good things that we can do to help acidify the PA, acidify the urinary tract. Also, we can do cranberry juice extract, non-sweetened, organic. We can also do some organic cranberry pills as well. That has a big shift on the pH in the urinary tract, which then starts to starve them out because they they tend to not live as well in that nice acidic environment. They tend to grow more in an alkaline environment. So let me ask you this. Could you successfully treat a UTI just by hitting the gut? 
Um, you could, um, again, like some of the things we'd want to do is we want to make sure that some of those herbal metabolites make their way out the vaginal, you know, I mean, typically UTI, it's going to go out, right? It's going to, it's going to go out. And so the urinary tract will be hit. The question is, will the vaginal area be hit? Obviously, if we're peeing it out, it's not going to be hit. It's close in that area, but more than likely, it's not going to hit it. That's where you'd need some kind of an herbal douche formula to topically get in there. Same thing with the yeast. So yeast, you kind of want to topically get in there with a suppository. BV, get in there um, with a, a flushing type of herbal mechanism and just make sure you're not pregnant, right? Because the, the, there could be some abortifactant um, mechanism there if it's getting too close you know, up the vaginal canal. And then- um, wow. Number three is the UTI that we could do internally and we could flush out that way. So could you go, I mean, are there like professional grade herbal douche blends or is that something you've got to piece together yourself? Like does a store-bought version exist? Yeah, I have one that I use that works really well. It's, it's called Herbal Douche Formula. And then we just use an applicator and we mix we mix it with some apple cider vinegar like the instructions say and we flush one, one to two times a day. Got to shift the diet. Got to shift the diet. Typically you should do a a really good probiotic intervaginally as well to kind of help shift the pH and shift the microbiome there. Is there a brand for that? Yeah, I like one by Wise Woman Herbals that I use okay. for the herbal douche formula. And then the probiotics we'll typically do, you know, my probioflora or we'll do a, a woman's formula, but typically the probioflora is enough as well. And the probioflora oh, okay. too is um, the phage in there really helps kill uh, E. coli too. So if there's any... UTI stuff going on too. That could also help with that too. I'm going to bookmark that. That's really, really cool. And this, I feel like the douche is something good where if you've got like a resistant infection or something that just keeps coming back, sounds like that would be a good thing to add in. Yeah. And then typically though, even if we ever, if we, let's say we do topically hit that area, we still want to make sure we systemically treat things too. Like we would topically hit something because we want a faster result. Right. Like let's say there was a fungal nail, right? It may be really hard to get rid of that fungus on that nail if we just hit it to the gut. So we kind of want to hit it from both ends. So we kind of want to put that critter between a rock and a hard place, make it so it has nowhere to go. So do you add apple cider vinegar to this? I know it comes with it. Yeah, we'd add it to it. I think it says like add six ounces of apple cider vinegar or something if you read the instructions on how to mix it. Because like in the ingredients, it says it's in a base of ACV. So I was just curious. Can you read the in, can you read the instructions? Yeah, it says add one tablespoon of concentrate per six ounces of warm water. Per warm water. Got yeah. it. Yeah, so then it's the warm water then. So the apple cider vinegar is already in it. So we would just add that to the warm water. That's really cool, yeah. man. I learned something new every day. That's it. Wow. That's it, well, dude. thanks. Well, let's let, let's look at some questions and see what we've got here digestively. Uh, Evie asks you a question, Dr. J. I've been taking your Digestive Supreme and HCL. They're helping a lot. Thanks. Is it okay to take for a long time or should I stop after some time? So typically, if there's an infection, we want to get rid of the infection and then we can taper down. And then the rest is going to be based upon you. So if you're under a lot of stress during the day you know, then we may want to take it during stressful periods. If you're eating food that's maybe a little bit questionable, we want to save it for that. So get rid of the infections, get rid of the internal stress that's causing the issue. You know, as long as your diet's on track and the stressful environment's kind of under control and you're not hydrating so much during the meal, then I think it'd be okay to reduce the consistency on that for sure. And I'll throw my two cents in. I cycle on and off enzymes personally. So I just got my stool test back. I showed up with some gut bacteria, showed up with a cyclospore parasite. So 
Needless to say, I'm back on enzymes while I'm clearing out these infections because the last thing you want is undigested food particles feeding the bugs. Like Justin mentioned, if you've got an infection, something that like H. pylori could be suppressing stomach acid, you know, that's undigested food that's going straight to the bad guys. Yeah. And I noticed myself, I was just having like looser stools for the last few weeks only after coffee. And it was just typically just a different consistency. So I just start on, I still hit my GI clear four and para one up. And I noticed that it did start to solidify again, even after coffee. So I'm going to be doing a, a GI map test at the end of this month and see where I'm at. Good. Well, let's go through your results yeah. when they come. That'd be a fun show. Yeah, I'm excited. And then also, um, I saw your test last night. I saw the increased theatocrit on yours and the increased beta-glucuronidase. So definitely hitting it with the antimicrobial herbal stuff, maybe adding in some extra bile salts or lipase in there too would also help. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do that, and then also I'm going to add in some milk thistle, too, try to get that glucuronidase down. I know probiotics can do it, but I think I'd rather probably do both. Well, yeah, I mean, glucuronidase is going to be, if you kill the bacteria, that, that'll go down, too. Okay. Right? You could just throw That's in some good. extra charcoal to help bind that up, too. Okay. Also, um, we'll have to chat, but um, where we're getting our para one, there's also a binder that they've got, which is like a fulvic acid yeah. charcoal mix. I've seen that. I think that's good too. Um, I find that, you know, the charcoal is still really good as well. So you could do either one, but I, I like the, the charcoal. Yeah. And the charcoal is so cheap. So that's the thing. The charcoal is just a little bit more cost effective. That's why I like it. Yeah. You can't beat it. And it's it. still great. Okay, cool. I mean, it's still, you know, you can use it for alcohol. Can I, I had... My Patriots played yesterday, my Tom Brady, dude, he's freaking awesome, man. He is the GOAT. And, you know, he is just like the perfect, like, practitioner or spokesperson for natural medicine. I mean, what he does with his diet, I mean, he eats basically a paleo autoimmune template for the most part because he's trying to keep inflammation down. And, um, you know, he trains in a way to, to support pliability and muscle lengthening, which we'll have to, um, I'm trying to get his trainer on, man. I got to get him on and speak to him. Do it. I know. We're going to work on that. But yeah, he's a perfect practitioner of all this stuff. But um, in regards to, where was I going? So we just talked about. I think you were talking about. Oh yes, I'm sorry. So I had a nice glass of two of champagne yesterday. So I hit up some activated charcoal and I hit up some sulfur amino acids and I feel phenomenal, no issues. And then of course I have a nice glass of mineral water in between drinks that prevents any, you know, um, the anti-diuretic hormone that's being reduced. So all the peeing that happens from alcohol prevents any of those minerals from being washed out. So that's my little tip there. That's cool. Uh, Anybody uh, listening, watching, add your comments. We're going to go through these. We'll try to answer as many that are on topic as we can. So add your comments now. So we'll go through it. We'll hit the ones that are on topic as, as, you know, first, and then also give us a share, give us a like, give us a thumbs up. We appreciate it guys. Help us grow so we can help more people like you. You're benefiting right now. Don't, don't keep it all to you. Let it get out there. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, What's our timeline? How much time we got left for these questions? We got five minutes. Let's roll through. Okay. All right. So we've got one here from Jeff. Uh, he says that he's been taking the GI Clear 1, 2, and 5, two caps a week for H. pylori. Yesterday was his birthday. He's been so sick, nausea, headaches, panic attacks. How should I take the herbs on an empty tummy? So number one, I'm imagining that because it was your birthday, you may have gone off the off the rings Uh-oh. there, Jeff, maybe with some extra birthday type of uh, surprises or things like that. So there could be that. Uh, number one, if we're having some sensitivities, we need to come off the herbs for three to five days, get back to baseline, add in the ginger tea, and then ratchet up one capsule per day on each herbal product. If you hit the wall, meaning you start to have those nausea or negative symptoms, you back off. Get super stable before you go to the next. And of course, if you're having issues, take it with 
food because the food kind of prevents a buffer so those herbs aren't sitting up against an irritated gastric mucosa. Add in the ginger, and then we should probably throw in some activated charcoal in between breakfast and lunch away from food and lunch and dinner away from food. That will maximize absorption of any of the, the toxins. But dial in the dose. Don't be a hero and push it too high and too fast. Take it with food. Take a couple days off and then add it back in. Yep, good advice. Another question here, Dr. G, I've been following your advice, but not perfectly. I've had long-term constipation, GERD, gastritis, H. pylori, bloating, abdominal distension, cramping. How can I help myself? I'll answer this yes, one you got if it. you don't mind. Do it. Uh, you've got to get tested. I know you said I've been following your advice, meaning you've probably been watching Dr. J's videos, maybe some of the stuff that we're uh, doing together like this. But if you've not got the testing done, then you've you've got to, you've got to do that. If you say H. pylori, if it's still there, you're going to have these symptoms. So you've got to get some functional medicine testing. You can reach out, get that done, and we've got to fix the bugs. You're never going to fix constipation if you've got bacterial overgrowth because those gases are going to change the intestinal motility time. Bloating, same thing. That could be yeast, fungus, bacteria, H. pylori. We know that's why you've got the GERD because that's suppressing your stomach acid. You're going to have heartburn because your body's not going to allow the undigested food to go down. So get tested, and then we can use herbs to fix this. 100%. Uh, let's keep going Ditto. here. We've got another question from Kitty. Uh, she's taking the beef protein powder, and it makes her constipated. Should she take HCL and pepsin, even though it's a powder? I would say you could try it and see what happens. If it doesn't work, there could be something in it that you're allergic to. So I would try a collagen protein that's in a peptide form and see if that shifts or changes it, because that's going to be in a more broken down, assimilated form. So try it. Yeah. Try more enzymes than HCL and see what happens first. And then try just a really clean, like, you know, my true collagen. Try something in a collagen peptide form and see if that yep. fixes it. And then let us know. Good advice. Another question. Hi, Dr. J. I'd like to ask you to how to detox from heavy metals, toxins, parasites, et cetera, naturally. We've done a ton of shows on this. We'll continue to probably hit this topic, but just search justinhealth.com or search the YouTube channel here for those ti uh, those titles, and you're going to find some stuff. But that that could be an hours and hours and totally. hours conversation. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Samuel, you want to read yeah, that Yeah, is one? it possible to overpopulate with good bacteria using probiotics? And if so, what steps do you take to balance. So number one, we can see it with patients that tend to have like digestive issues or SIBO. We see an excessive amount of D-lactate, which can be caused by throwing a whole bunch of lactobacillus in with a whole bunch of dysbiotic bacteria. So we can see that. So number one, make sure we're starting from a blank canvas, not a canvas full of uh, messiness from the start. Um, number two, probiotics tend to be transient. They're not going to stay around longer than a month or so. So they are transient. So Number one, a good steady dose of them is going to be fine. So, you know, two to four capsules, I think, is a reasonable amount, like with my probioflora. And I think, you know, some couple sources of fermented foods that you want to throw in weekly, whether it's a lower sugar kombucha, fermented pickles, sauerkraut, um, those are all good standard options that you can kind of add in. And I think as long as your digestive symptoms are under control and you're infection free, I would not worry about it. If you're having a lot of bloat or gas because of probiotics, we probably have to look a little deeper at see what's happening with the dysbiosis or other infections. Yep. One more question right next to that. You want to hit that Top one too? Herbs for candida overgrowth. Yep. Oil of oregano, berberines, silver, not really an herb, but it's still something that we use. Uh, clove, wild indigo, grapefruit seed extract. I would say those are a couple right there. Anything you want to add? Undecanoic yeah, acid. Yeah, I'd like to add olive. 
Yeah, olive, olive leaf. leaf. Yep. Um, the monolaurin, the lauric acid, acid is great. Yep. Uh, I would also say, I mean, we've got so many formulas. I would just say to look at our look at our GI formulas. Justin's got several custom formulas. I do as well. You could check our sites, justinhealth.com, evanbrand.com. We've got many, and these herbs in isolation can, can work pretty good, but we really like to focus on the synergistic effect of herbs together. Yeah, like for instance, berberines and artemisia. If you look at Stephen Buhner's book, he talks about the synergistic effect that you have with those herbs together. So like one and one equals 10, not two. So combining some of these herbs together work phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you want to hit Tammy's question? Yeah. I get stomach pain when I take proteolytic enzymes. What does that mean? I had H. pylori and stomach ulcers twice in the past. So number one, I'd make sure you're not taking the enzymes on an empty stomach. I'd take them in the middle of a meal, okay? Number two, I would just see that, you know, if you didn't take the enzymes, would you also have stomach pain? Or is it is the enzymes the only variable factor? And if you have a lot of stomach ulcers and those kind of things, number one, we need to support and start adding some healing and soothing herbs, potentially lower the dose and make the food more liquid or pre-digested in kind of like a, a crock pot type of format. So the food's easier to process, nothing raw, even if it's like raw broccoli or like raw paleo veggies, that may still be too much. So I would look at crock pot liquid form, healing, soothing herbs and amino acids, kind of what's in my GI Restore. Um, Add every variable in one at a time. So that way, you know, you get the foods dialed in, right? You get, you know, the type of food and the cooking process dialed in. You add some soothing herbs, you do the enzymes, you start with a very low dose, you work it up, you isolate and you do one, each variable one at a time so you know what's going on. Yep. And I would like to add, make sure that you're infection free. You said you had H. pylori and stomach ulcers twice in the past. Uh, gastroenterology is very, very, very... Uh, inaccurate some of their testing yeah, you can, can have false negatives mm -hmm. we see it every week so just get retested make sure you're free and clear make sure there's no other infections or that h pylori plus virulence factors which is something we test for make sure that that's not there and again here's the deal too if you're having issues potentially with food or enzymes then you're sure as heck going to have issues with herbs to knock out the infection so work on the first three r's first removing the bad foods, replacing enzymes and acids to the right dosage, taken the right way, healing, soothing nutrients, and adrenal support. So adrenals, ginger tea, amino acids, healing, soothing herbs, and then make the food really palatable so it's easier to process. Uh, great, great advice. Angel, do you recommend diatomaceous earth for candida? I think it's great to help um, with the, the killing and binding effect. It's good at worms. Uh, I use it to kill ants in my backyard when I see them. Uh, diatomaceous earth has cool. a high amount of silica in it, and it basically dehydrates the um, the exoskeleton of the the insects. So it's a great non toxic thing. You can also swallow it too, so it can it can dehydrate the worms too and kill them. That's neat. Uh, question from Noreen. You two are awesome. Thank you, Noreen. Where do you guys practice? Everywhere. So Justin in lives the in. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, everywhere. Justin lives in Texas. I live in Kentucky, but we are 100% via phone and Skype contacts. That's it. Uh, Riley, how long should you take the GI Restore for with probiotics after a parasite killing protocol? Uh, typically, a combination. Typically, if we're looking at it objectively, till calprotectin goes down which is an inflammatory uh, protein that's produced by the gut when there's inflammation um, and or till you're infection free. So if we're infection free, then we really want to see that calprotectin go down. And ideally that correlates with symptoms improving and the gut mucosa just becoming better and feeling better. I would say generally though, to give a number, 
I try two, to get to people to run through about two bottles. Yeah, I think two to four months on average. I know Riley's case in particular, you know, he's had issues with H. pylori in the past. Um, so there could be just some some thinning gastric mucosa that's just more sensitive. And we just need to make sure that infection's crossed off our list and then start the timer, you know, two to four months from when that infection's gone kind of thing. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, Addy asked, do we recommend grapeseed extract for candida? Yes, we use it in our formulas. Yeah. It can Absolutely. help. Um, uh, another question here, thoughts on prebiotic supplements. I think this is our last question that uh, we have time for. Do we need prebiotics if we have lots of vegetables in the diet? I think you can throw in some resistant starch, either some unripened banana flour or a little bit of a cool potato flour. I think that's great. Throw it in a protein shake. Um, we tip, and I think my probiotic floor and maybe your probiotic, there's a little bit of inulin or chicory root, which can be helpful. Um, but in general, some of that starchy carbohydrate, and it can start with a very small amount, can be helpful. And take a look at my videos on resistant starch for more info on that. Oh, good, 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 good. Glad you got a video there. Well, that's all we've got time for question-wise. I think we hit most of them, though, uh, unless there were some off-topic. But we hope this was helpful. Make sure you guys hit subscribe. If you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead, hit subscribe right now because you'll get notified. Make sure you hit, hit the, the bell, bell too because we're back. Everyone's like, back hey, Dr. J, like, when are you going to be live? So we're going to try to let you know a day ahead of time. But if you hit the bell, it's going to pop up on your YouTube app on your computer or phone. And it's going to say, Dr. J and Evan are live. And then you're going to know. Generally speaking, though, you guys should expect us here every Monday at anywhere between 11.30 and 12 Eastern. Yeah, that's the general kind of so, gist. And I'll be online typically 9.30 to 10 CST, which is 10.30 to 11 EST on Fridays for our FAQ for you all. So, you know, go ahead and stalk us here. Subscribe, hit the bell, and we'll be back for more content very oh, soon. Oh, one last question yeah, here. Yeah, further question. One last question. Yeah. Can you overdo it with herbs? Yeah, you can, Charletto. So just make sure if you're... People that are sensitive, they kind of already know it, right? They have issues with vitamin C and issues with probiotics or issues with HCL. And it's like, these are patients like we got to like take our kid gloves and put them on because we got to go. Everything has to be very slow and very gentle. And it's not that you're you're weaker or have, you know, it's not anything, it's not a negative on you. It's just your system where it's at. So if we go a little bit slower, it helps. It's kind of like you want to take a cold shower Get in the shower, get it on warm, and then just inch the dial a little bit cold, you know, to the cold direction. And then before you know it, in three to five minutes, you're in a cold shower, and it wasn't that difficult. So if we have to, we can go slow. Of course, working on ginger tea and and soothing nutrients to get the gut lining, more tonifying, relaxing things, adrenal support, and then we can inch into the herbs as well. So for sure, absolutely. Oh, I, I'm going to add last yes. two cents because you mentioned the word adrenal. Yeah, if your adrenals are weak, your gut protocol is going to be much more uh, heavy hitting on you. So if, if you're working with a practitioner, you guys are just looking at the gut. Make sure you're asking questions about thyroid and adrenals and hormones because, you know, Justin and I are utilizing a three-body system approach, which is adrenals, gut, thyroid, detoxification, things like that. And if all these other pillars aren't there and you're just hitting one avenue really hard, you're going to crash out. So make sure those other other pillars are involved. Otherwise, the the progress will not be as well. And that could explain why you're not handling the herbs as much. And it's human nature. Once people find out they have a critter in them, they're like, get rid of it. Oh my gosh. Like, this is awful. And I, I get it. It's a normal reaction. But we have to make sure the bigger picture is we don't want to get reinfected. The bigger picture is we don't want to feel worse either. So there's a, a sequence in which we have to do it. And it takes a little bit of trust because the normal reaction is get rid of it now. Get rid of it yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. 
For awesome. sure. Well, great call. For sure. Slam that bell. Give us a share. We appreciate everyone watching and hope everyone's health takes one notch in the right direction today. Appreciate it all. Take care. Bye, Evan. Bye. I don't know if you know this, but I listen back to every episode and it's just so fun. I get so energized. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to do another podcast. We just have so much fun together. I hope you guys enjoy the rapport and just the excitement and passion that Justin and I both have for functional medicine. You know, him and I are both constantly just discussing cases and case studies and what worked and uh, what's not working, which Honestly, the what's not working conversation doesn't happen much because we've got some stuff pretty dialed in in terms of these specific problems we're working on, adrenals and gut issues and parasite infections and heavy metals and resistant candida and biofilm and Lyme and co-infections. Like we're really, really, it's kind of like we're niched, but we're not niched at the same time because some people say that all they do is heavy metals. And it's like, dude, if all you do is heavy metals, you're missing the boat because parasites are a vector or a storage facility for heavy metals. So if you're a heavy metal expert, you better start learning about parasites and you better start working on those. So it's kind of like we're niche, but we're not niche at the same time. You know what I mean? I guess our, our functional medicine flavor is a niche already, but I don't want to ever go too too niched because then you don't help people. You might sell more books, but then you're not going to help as many people. I'd rather help more people. I could care less about having a number one New York Times bestseller. That does not, I don't need an ego fluff at all. So if I get a best-selling book because it's a great book and it's about my protocols, cool. But just for the ego fluff, I, I could care less. Anyhow, I don't really think I have any other messages for you besides I want you to enjoy every single day. I want you to just be grateful and I want you to tell the people who mean a lot to you that they mean a lot to you. You know, sometimes we just take people for granted and it's not that we don't love those people and it's not that those people don't know that we don't love them. Wait, my I'm getting my words mixed up now. You know what I'm saying? How people... Of course, your wife, your husband, right? Those people, yes, of course, they know that you love them. But we get so busy in life that it can help to just say, I'm so grateful for you. Do you know that? Oh, I'm so grateful you did this. Like, oh, you put away the dishes. Or I'm so grateful that you cleaned up that mess for me. Or I'm so grateful you went and got the mail for me. Or you found my keys or found my wallet. Or you helped me with the baby doing this. Or you helped me with that. It's just the little things. It's the little messages like that that can really turn around your whole day. And if you haven't done with your partner, you haven't done like the five love languages and figured out what your love language is, that's pretty cool because you can learn, okay, am I a touch person? Am I a word? Words of affirmation, things like that. Am I an acts of, what is it? Acts of kindness or acts of service, I think is the other one. A couple others I can't remember. But anyhow, that stuff is critical. And that is the stuff that can really take a bad day and turn it around. So tell whoever it is that you love them. And I think that's, I think that's the only message you need right now. If something else comes up from my gut in the next five seconds, I'll tell you. But I think that's all, the, the only message you need to get back to life being a better, more optimized person. I just want to say I'm grateful for you and the fact that we're now well over 7 million downloads. I stopped counting because I felt like it was like a competition or something because I'd see some of my other podcast friends say, oh, 5 million downloads, 6 million downloads. And it's like, eh, okay, look, but I just want to say thank you. We've had over 7 million downloads of this podcast. It's probably closer to 8 or 9 million now over the last six years. That's just awesome. And more than the number is the fact that, oh my God, 
that's a lot of people getting pretty darn intelligent about these conversations that can get complex and geeky that your average person down the street on the street corner doesn't have a clue about. So I just want to say congratulations. Like you're becoming part of a special breed of people that are nerdy and a little bit geeky and you've got some deep knowledge that can really help change the world. And in the times that we're in now, it's really important to find these little nuanced approaches to health because there's the difference between you losing your mind and you keeping your sanity could be a clostridia bacterial infection. You know, this is something I'm teaching about in my course when it comes out is that things like manic depression and bipolar disorder and aggression and rage and all of those other problems, you know, those can be all traced back to a buildup of clostridia because when you have a clostridia bacterial infection, what that does is it cranks up an organic acid called HPHPA and that can actually inhibit an enzyme called dopamine beta hydroxylase. And when that happens, you get a buildup of dopamine in the brain and then you become a risk taker. You become the crazy guy who's speeding and weaving and you just want to do things to basically burn off or try to please that excess dopamine, you're going to do stuff that a normal person would not do. And so instead of going on like a drug to calm you down, you really need to just fix the clostridia infection in your gut. And all of a sudden your manic behavior, your aggression, your rage, your thoughts of murder or suicide or whatever else is in your head, that stuff goes away. And yeah, it's your brain, but it's your gut that's affecting your brain is the real problem. So I just feel for so many people out there that just don't understand this information, how foundational we could change the world if if this were on mainstream news. But who cares? I don't I don't need mainstream news to 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 fill, fulfill that message. You know, that's what the podcast is here for. So I just applaud your efforts and your dedication to pursuing optimal health in this world and just want to say thank you. So that's it. If you want to reach out, schedule a consult with me. I look forward to helping you. Do that at my site, evanbrand.com. We'll chat again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.